Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the podcast release of The Plex. Our live show is over three hours long most of the time. If you don't want to miss any of it, you can listen live Sundays, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you go to patreon.com slash echoplex and join at the $5 level or higher, you'll get the live show sent to you the day after we record it, uncut, unedited, straight off of IceCast 2. Thanks for listening. It's 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, welcome to the Plex. This show is live every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. And you can find it at all the pod places. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Uh, Discord.me slash Echoplex is our chat room. And Patreon.com slash Echoplex is how you kick us some money. I'm producer Dave. Who are you? I am HK Perrin. You can find me on Twitter at HK Perrin. This is The Councilman. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-E underscore Councilman. And I am Teacher Allison, and you can find me on Twitter at Kiss of Tillis. Have fun spelling it. <laughs> I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch if you don't stop throwing your rocks. Snap, crackle, pop is the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Donate the cops, donate the cops Donate the cops Thank your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Thank your local police Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Put your hands above your head And show you're not a friend I'm the fairest judge that your skin color's gone again And if you You didn't hate the cops Because they don't do nothing wrong Don't hate the cops You can't blame them for just doing their job Don't hate the cops Well, you gotta wonder How much would it cost for you to be shot at And stabbed at by maniacs and drunks Don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops All right, everybody, welcome back. As you noticed, uh, that was the Ruffies Don't Hate the Cops. We'll bring back Everything's Fine pretty soon. We're going to get right to it, though. We have our 
sole solitary local story for the week, but it's it's a good one. It's a story about Bart and uh, Power Tool, and uh, that's pretty much all I'm going to tell you. The chainsaw-wielding suspect was arrested here at the Lake Merritt Station. Bart says it has never seen anything like this before. I'm referring to this man wielding two chainsaws and threatening passengers on the BART train. I thought it was serious, something serious. That's why I started recording. This video Gosh. was posted on Twitter by a passenger. He did say a couple things. He said, um, oh, I'm the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then he said, oh, no, I'm the BART Massacre. Like he said something like that. And that, that kind of had me scared. Police said the man, 47-year-old Patrick Bingham, picked up a red chainsaw, flicked the switch on it several times and started yelling threatening comments. You can hear it on this Twitter post. Then you can see Bingham open a second box which contained another chainsaw. BART police responded to the tweet and said it received a number of calls about a man on the train holding chainsaws. And then BART police responded in person. He is now behind bars facing a number of charges, including carrying a deadly weapon, shoplifting, and drug possession. We've also learned he had an outstanding arrest warrant. He'll be in court tomorrow morning. In Oakland, Julia Goodrich, KPIX 5. Well, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to public transit in the Bay Area. Producer Dave, to your point earlier about we need more people to take public transit, but this is not going to help. This is not going to help. You know, if you would have just left... Okay, so first of all, the worst part of this is that they weren't even his chainsaws. Apparently, he stole them, he right? Stole the <laughs> but now that I would take, if I bought a chainsaw, I would take it on public transit. However, I would leave it in the box and not sit and sit there and maybe not yell at anyone. I would sit there with the, but like if it was a box that had like a picture of a chainsaw on it, I would totally sit there and just like tap the box and just like looking at the map, maybe you know, like waiting for my stop. <laughs> And then looking around and eyeballing every single person individually in the, in the train. <laughs> hey, sub. Just making a little sub. motion of like. Right. right. Yeah. Could I right. slice Can through I? their leg? How big, how big around this, Yeah. The, the, the fist pump. You know, yeah. <laughs> the chainsaw fist pump. So but, yeah, that, that would be my, my thing. But then again, I might not want to get shot. So I probably wouldn't do that when it came, push came to shove. But I will say, so you were talking about public transit. No yep. one has ever wielded a chainsaw in my car. Oh. I mean. So plus one for private transit. I would I would ask if the number of people who wielded a chainsaw in transit or the number of people who wielded a chainsaw in a private car is a higher number. And then I would do some <laughs> statistical analysis. But uh, no, the dude was a loon like the video the video was pretty bad because i think the person was afraid and like not trying to point their phone right at him is my guess as to why but you could see him like kind of swinging the chainsaw around you could see the box with his backup chainsaw on the floor you know how like just i mean just in case like if it jams on, <laughs> if, it, if, if it jams on some old filipino lady you gotta have another chainsaw well he saw that people who went to shoot up places brought multiple guns so he thought well i better bring multiple chainsaws what if one runs out of ammo? <laughs> I, you have to applaud the guy for you have to applaud him for being prepared. I mean, most most psychopaths are not all that prepared to take on the responsibility of being a psychopath. A very prepared psychopath. You lead the news that day, bro. I mean, you really need to bring it, right? Like 
if you just wield that, say say he takes out the 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 chainsaw and he goes after he somebody did. and totally oh, he didn't right. But say he does does okay. right and he fails and it gets jammed or something like that right and he just has to put it down and he gets arrested and it's just really sad because he didn't really get to take anyone out right. That's not really <laughs> much of a story, but it's going to lead the news. It'll lead the national news if he actually like decapitates someone or maybe takes off an arm or you know. <laughs> D- nails a Bart police Don't person. Don't give anyone any ideas. <laughs> Are you kidding? They've already given people ideas. Just by putting this on the local news, they've given people the idea. So that, I, I had the idea sitting there with my boxed up chainsaw. I think that's a great idea. Are we going to have to have like chainsaw detectors at Bart stations now? We're They're just going to have to require some things to be delivered so that they don't th- ever see the public. You'd think that someone would notice this. <laughs> you know, the one in the box, I could understand. Something. The one in the box, I could understand. I mean, you you could buy something and take it. The problem is that he had one in the box. That was why the one in the box was the problem is like, do they come fully charged like the electric ones or are they, are they discharged? I've always known chainsaws to be like, on the combustion engine, right? With like, maybe I'm ones. thinking of like Friday the Thirteenth too much, but you there know, there are electric chainsaws. Okay, but are they are there battery powered electric chainsaws? I, yes, that's a, if if they that are, a lot it's, of battery. If they, if they are, it should be required they're, that they're big battery. They're big batteries, and you have to plug them into the wall, and it takes several hours. And but they exist, and they don't last okay. that long either. But it's certainly should. not a cell phone battery. I feel Ew. like I feel like we could regulate them in such a way that you can't sell them with a full battery. <laughs> Like you have to discharge the battery before you sell it so that nobody, so that there's a little bit of a cooling off period, at least while they have to go fucking charge their chainsaw. So, so if, if you, you want to go on a psychotic rampage, you have to wait like at least three hours for the battery to discharge. And you're sitting there like, okay, he's, he's okay, just sitting at the bar okay. station. He's got his chainsaw plugged in. Someone comes up and says, hey, what are you doing? Just uh, charging my chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, like like if you're if you're bonkers enough to go after people with a chainsaw and Bart, you don't really give a fuck. Like you'll wait you'll wait as long as it takes, man. Just like tip tap 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 your foot, right? Oh hey, what's up, bro? How's it going? We've <laughs> just introduced common sense chainsaw legislation. <laughs> chainsaw control. You know what? That uh, shit'll happen before gun control happens for sure. That's what I was for thinking. My chainsaws. <laughs> They're like, dude, nobody cares. It's not a gun. Shut up. At this point, they're coming from a hardware store. It's like, dude, we got to build shit, too. <laughs> we need another amendment. I think the caravan is coming to take our chainsaws. Honestly. <laughs> I really think that's They're going to find a picture of somebody in the caravan with a with chainsaw. chainsaw. <laughs> it's going to be 100,000 troops at the Mexican well, look border. At, look at this member of ISIS <laughs> and MS-13 carrying a chainsaw. He's in the middle of the, the, par- the caravan. You know there's going to be more of them. Uh, but then you'll need a license to get a chainsaw. And then the question will be, well, do you need a license to get a hedge trimmer? What about shears? How do you do measure you need a license the for shears? Yeah, where is it going to stop? It's a slippery slope. What are shears? You know, giant scissors they use to cut plants. Oh, like, so, oh right, the, shears. They're yeah. like the pantyhose you wear when you don't want people to think you're wearing pantyhose. <laughs> oh, you're, those are so not exactly worth the effort. I'm just saying. Need, I know you need a license for those. You should. They take work. <laughs> those right. are the shears that I know. All right, since that was so much fun, we're going to move on to not very fun. Um, in Georgia, there's a pretty heated governor's race uh, between the guy who's the current uh, current. No, he's the current um, attorney general of Georgia and um, 
I think he's the attorney general. He's the secretary of state. Oh, he's yeah, doing the he's voting. He's the one thing. in charge yeah. of the. He's in charge of yeah. the votes. Well, this robocall isn't about him. It isn't about his opponent. But it's in similar vein to the other robocalls we've played by uh, this this group. And this one's about Oprah. This is the magical Negro, Oprah Winfrey, asking you to make my fellow Negress. Stacey Abrams, the governor of Georgia. Years ago, the Jews who owned the American media saw something in me, the ability to trick dumb white women into thinking I was like them and to do, read, and think what I told them to. I see that same potential in Stacey Abrams. Where others see a poor man's Aunt Jemima, I see someone white women can be tricked into voting for, especially the fat ones. And so I promise that every single person who votes for Stacey Abrams, you're going to get a new car. So you get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. Everybody gets a car. And as far as the race to wear whites who are in the way, don't worry about them. Like I said in that famous interview in 2013, white racists just have to die. This message came through by the road to power.com. I'd be okay with white races just dying. Yeah, that was the only part I was okay with. Did you guys enjoy that? I mean, what that's that's, that's pretty much what you're getting. If you live in a swing state or a you know swing district, that's the kind of shit you're... And you're a ultra right-wing nut job. You're, that's the kind of stuff you're getting. That's, I guarantee you this isn't going to be like Democrats or... you know, That, that sounded like people. something you would hear if you went to like a comedy club mm. that like there was a two drink minimum. I just yep. want to say, Dave, you called it. Regular media is red light now. No, um, we can take a couple minutes and talk about this. We can ditch a few of these fucking Fox News clips, right? Two years ago, right around when you started this show, The Councilman, do you remember what was in red light? Oh, it was the... It was sort of like stuff that we get on the first 10 minutes of the show at this point, or the local news even. It was just, it was the the derpiest of the derp at the time, but it still was pre, it was pre-situation, even to some extent, or sort of getting into the situation. So it was still just run-of-the-mill derp, but I, you know. Yeah, but even when we started, like when Trump started running, we didn't want him at the beginning of it. We tried to stick him in the derp docket a lot, and well, now- we thought he was a joke. Exactly, and- shows you how far we've come well it's really interesting the false flag stuff would have almost always ended up in red light in the last two weeks of the show we had republican politicians and people who have their own show on fox news saying these things were a george soros false flag george soros funded false flag was cleanly and surely in the derp docket even before we called it red light mm -hmm. it was we, i think we called it the, the fun part of the show or whatever before we settled on red light but that was cleanly on the other side yeah Unfortunately, the, the, the after show for this show has informed society in the opposite way that we had intended. It's bled. No, it's bled in. You know, I, I was actually thinking we don't really, we don't necessarily focus on the same, or, or I'm sorry, on different um, vendors, different mediums, different hosts, right? And different, uh, the same people seem to populate the normal docket as do red light it's just that what the folks on the normal docket are talking about is getting so much more red lightian and the folks on red light are getting so far out there that, it, that everything's just shifting towards the derp towards crazy towards crazy yeah. right so now is this our fault I, I don't know if it's <laughs> no I think thinking, we like, saw it are, are you, coming I think you're, you're thinking in terms of like a documentarian right as you're watching something does it does it change the thing you're watching I think maybe <laughs> that we're talking about it and we're retreating it like this maybe and we're not alone obviously there are many folks out there 
pod in podcast land in the pottering family um doing similar um vein type stuff including majority report what what um so i i think that yeah the collective calling out probably is informing it a little bit more because there's so many opportunities for people with whack nut points of view to get their word out the flip side of this is I feel like, unfortunately, we're a bunch of drunk stoned idiots, but we were we are currently purposely or purposely perfectly situated ideologically and uh, I'll say experience wise with what we've been covering to make some sense of some of this stuff, because it's not something for a lot of news. We're not a news outlet, but whatever. For a lot of commentators, this conspiracy stuff is new. They don't know how to deal with it because they might have seen some whack job on Reddit talking about like white genocide. But now you have public intellectuals talking about cultural Marxism, which is they mean the same thing. It's just like it depends who you're talking to and how overt you can be. Right. And uh, yeah, I just we're like uniquely situated to cover this. We're just, you know, we're just a bunch of drunken stoned idiots. So like, I don't know, maybe someone else can do it better, but oh, I, th I think you're onto something though, producer Dave, because I was thinking just the other day, like uh, everyone in the, in the MSM, sorry, the mainstream media uh, are so confounded by the situation. Right. And, and uh, we understand it. Right. And we get it right. We understand that it really isn't about he's he or she or whoever's around him. They're not proposing actual policy they're not proposing actual concrete anything really they're just saying whatever it's going to take to keep their base nice and frothy and thinking that everything's fine for them right as long as possible so they can milk every last cent out of what they're getting and we're the media like conflates it to be like this like news it's not news it's just him frothing up his peeps it's not news now it's depressing and the hard part about the fact that we've seen this before and we can see for what it is it just happens to be famous people that are doing it as opposed to just fringe people is that i actually want the real news i would love to know what else is going on but they're not covering it and yeah there's an advertiser issue but at some point i think the mainstream media needs to make a choice to go we're going to stop covering this as much as we do and tell you what else is going on because we can't take it anymore i can only self-medicate so many hours of the day you know what I got to tell you, like uh, we mentioned on the upfront uh, majority reports, eight year anniversary, the first half half of that show is an interview, a long form interview with a published author, a professor, uh, a published author and a professor, uh, some sort of activist, uh, someone in uh, someone in the brazilian media covering the brazilian election so if you want to get a different perspective even the non-members part of that show the free part you can grab that every day it's about an hour and you can listen to it and you're going to get the news it's just going to be an interview with someone who's telling you about something and they're not interviewing politicians who are running for office they're not interviewing someone to come on and tell you that trump is stupid they might they interviewed a guy who wrote a book about authoritarianism before all this happened and they only touched on Trump at the end. He was just talking about the traits of authoritarianism, what it looks like on the left, what it looks like on the right and what he believes are the ways to stop it. But yeah, if you're looking for like some information, check out Sam's show. I don't, I don't just talk about them because they're, because they're what I, be, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't just talk about them because I enjoy it. It's also like a good source of information. So speaking of things that used to be on red light and are now, in the regular docket here's some people on fox news talking about the people in the caravan and how they probably have leprosy it's going to be interesting to see how this goes the military is going to be a tremendous asset at the ports of entry to prevent the people from coming across the port uh the ports of entry however what we need to look at is what happens between the ports of entry and what the border patrol is going to have to face 
we have three tenets of problems here. We have national security, public safety, and public health issues with these caravans coming to the United States. Now, in the national security realm, we've got all sorts of people, not only from Central America, but they're coming in from Africa, from the Middle East, and other places in this caravan. It's already been documented. It's already been noted by our tell people that are down there. Then public safety. We've already had people interviewed in this caravan. They've already been deported for the, from the United States for crimes such as attempted homicide. Now, these are prior deports that are coming in, and they will not come through the port of entry. They're going to come between the ports of entry where it's the path of least resistance. Then public health. We have these individuals coming from all over the world that have the, uh, some of the most extreme medical care, uh, uh, care in, the, in the world. And they're coming in with diseases such as smallpox and leprosy and TB that are going to affect our people in the United States. Oh, One of those my God. Does anyone know when the last reported case of smallpox was? 1979 ever? was Thank the last you. natural case. Thank you. Jesus Christ. It's been 40 okay. years. But, however, as insane as it is, and I still don't think they have leprosy, leprosy still exists. Huh? It's just easily treated. And... <laughs> And it's debilitating, and you don't walk thousands of miles when you're with suffering leprosy. with leprosy. <laughs> yeah, like seriously. Like for a long time, people would just say, "Oh, this person's a leper," and they would mean that they were lame or disabled or whatever. It was an insult, but oh. the word means something, and yes. it is. It is not. You probably, if you're contagious. And going to spread leprosy to everyone you run into, going a thousand feet is probably very difficult. And we don't have Jesus in America, so I don't know why they would do that. I'm just saying. Or oh. or socialized medicine. <laughs> right? Make sure like, hey, we're coming for a better life. Like you're gonna die of leprosy on the way over. I'd stop in Mexico. They have a better medical they have a better public health system than we do. Honestly, yeah. They just someone, someone should tell them. But uh, but uh, there's no lepers. Uh, there's no fucking. There's no fucking smallpox. You know what? You know what the threat from smallpox is now? It's someone turning it into a weapon, and by someone I mean the United States. Yep, yeah. or Russia. Those someone are the two who people. has it cultured in a we have, nice government facility. We have a vaccine for that, so it would be very difficult to turn that into a weapon. Yeah, we have. Yeah, well, we, we, we have the vaccine. The there's stores for approximately three hundred thousand people. Imagine. Don't ask me why I know this. Imagine <laughs> if there was a popular movement in the United States that, that said you probably shouldn't get vaccinated. Imagine how fucked up that would be. Imagine. Imagine if there were people who believed that. <laughs> Let's believe reintroduce that. smallpox. <laughs> imagine, imagine if there were people who believed vaccinations gave you diseases. I mean, <laughs> imagine that. That'd be crazy right imagine but, if nope. there were people that would rather their child be dead than have <laughs> these people exist a, hk even just a disorder i have met these people they exist <laughs> <laughs> that's right you you may or may not be running for local <laughs> state or national office i'm not going to to, to <laughs> confirm nor deny anything about anything that i might be doing in or out of this studio because i am so fidelious to this show you may or may not be building a secret weapon based on smallpox. I'm building an army to crush the smallpox and make, <laughs> and, already, make and make America smallpox free again. We already did that. It was called like reasonable people in the 50s. <laughs> I'll build smaller pox that are science. so small was, that you, your army can't even mini crush pox. them. <laughs> and I will build science that will take on your smally smallpox and it will crush them. They shall be called in, in the tiniest of pox. We, we will have the tiniest of armies to crush your smallpox. <laughs> I really do need to write a disease chapter in my book this and, week. And the good wife will lead them there. Not that she's tiny, but that she has a lot of heart. These, she will crush them. These Mexicans are bringing in smaller pox than you have ever seen. <laughs> They're the smallest pox. 
They're going to slip through. All right, I hate, to, I, hate to, I hate to interrupt my own show, but I'm going to move we'll move along. Uh, oh, <laughs> because, all right. Because the last thing we played about the migrant caravan was crazy. Um, here's Laura Ingram and Ann Coulter talking about the migrant caravan. People making that chant had a reason for it, and that's so we don't have to go through this fighting over a caravan every two months. And, you know, they slip through, and oh, well, what can we do? I mean, there's so many things the president can do besides build the wall himself. He is the commander-in-chief, or building walls all over the world just not no, to protect our no. country um, the military can't really doing do anything standing on our side of the border what are they gonna do Sh shoot the invaders no. well, but they no. could invade no. well, they could go in 10 yards into Mexico we didn't ask for for Iraq's approval to go in we didn't ask for Afghanistan's approval to go in this is actually n other than um, um, you know sitting on oil most of these Middle Eastern countries they're they're not going to kill Americans lots of Americans are being killed killed in drunk driving accidents countries they're most of these Middle Eastern countries they're they're not going to kill Americans lots of okay I gotta pause this because Ann Coulter has spent the better part of the last 20 years telling people that people from these Middle Eastern countries are in fact going to kill you just so I, I gotta play <laughs> that I gotta time. play that again you know I'm gonna start it from there again other than um, um, you know sitting on oil most of these Middle Eastern countries, they're, they're not going to kill Americans. Lots of Americans are being killed, killed in drunk driving accidents, um, killed uh, or, or molested, and not to mention not, sucking up all these benefits like yeah. a child molester in Utah. And none of, the, none of the, uh, the media outlets who are bemoaning and emoting over the caravan, embedded reporters, do <clears throat> many stories about those who've been victimized by illegal uh, aliens in the United States who are criminals. So I feel like the only thing that I want to point out is that something good came out of this, is that Ann Coulter just said that people in the Middle East aren't out to kill Americans. And I don't think there's any other circumstance under which she would cop to that after spending the better part of every day since 9-11 telling you with her deep, booming voice and her Adam's apple that... <laughs> The Middle Easterners, especially the ones with the wrong imaginary friend, are coming to fucking get you. New boogeyman. Now it's the Mexicans. Meet the new boogeyman, same as the old boogeyman. They're slipping in <laughs> all the time. They're slipping in all... I love that. They're slipping in all the time. Like these posses of and thousands of people are just slipping well, past the border guards. Or the and once they're the in, Grand, you know? once they're in, they look just like you. There's no way to tell. Absolutely. And they've just assimilate and they take our jobs and they take our houses and they force us out of our country and they make it their own country. I don't know if this is true or not, but I really get the sense that the fear of the caravan increases the further you get from the border. <laughs> yeah, I'm very afraid. I'm extremely afraid, in fact. That those North Dakotans fear the caravan so much. No, they I really you know do. what I can I feel like I understand what you're saying. Like I feel yeah. like people in McAllen, Texas which is right on the border of Mexico, probably are like, how far away? A thousand miles? How, f how the fuck do you walk a thousand miles? Like, I feel like the people <laughs> that live on the border there are probably a little more no-nonsense about this because they ha those communities do suffer with some of the crime associated with the drug trade, and they know the drug trade is the problem at the border. Well, Teacher Allison is on to something very profound here, actually, uh, and I'm not even sure if you're intentionally, but you know, a number of the swing states, a number of states where there are 
uh, really hotly contested Senate races are in the northern part of the country. Now, uh, Texas being the exception, but, uh, but even Ted Cruz's creepy ass isn't really talking about the caravan because correct. he knows the people in Texas know that it ain't coming. Well, and he's also running against Beto O'Rourke, a guy, a white guy who's adopted like a Latino sort of following and a Latino name even. So, uh, but if you, I mean, if you were a Latino and somebody else was running besides Ted Cruz, wouldn't you, wouldn't they adopt yourself as a following Jew? I that's mean, like probably true. It's probably true. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, it's a really good point. North Dakota, Montana, these are states that have, you know, uh, hotly contested <laughs> Senate races. So it, it's a, it's a valid point. I think that they're trying to inflame the base there. And then if you add on top of that, some of the states like North Dakota are also experiencing voter suppression. And this seems like a coordinated effort to ensure the election turns one way. Oh yeah, very much. So they'll, they'll do everything they can to, to try and, uh, finagle, uh, things their way. Here's where the left doesn't have any balls. Because here's what. Okay, so what? <laughs> no, right. No, he's right. Yeah, I know he is. What we? Okay, so let's say in 2020, let's say the blue wave, according to the hashtag resistance Mueller time people on Twitter, is what it's supposed to be, right? We're like, we're like, we're like shit, shit kicker Alabama elects a socialist, right? Let's say that happens, and then, <laughs> and then, and then uh, in 2020, I don't know, fucking. Um, you know that fucking wizard guy that was running who wants to give everybody a pony? Let's say he wins. <laughs> the left still would not use the power that they had to be like, no, no, no. We're going to do an amendment to the Constitution. Now you have a right to vote according to the Constitution, no matter what. If you're an American citizen, even if you're in prison, you have the right to vote. The left would never do that. And I'm talking all... I don't mean the left over here i'm talking everyone from where at whatever we've decided is the center all the way to like seize the means of production we won't do it in america when we seize power we won't do what it takes to retain the power we won't pass another amendment outlawing these weird fucking districts that look like a fucking jigsaw We're trying puzzle. to well no but That'll be, that'll happen on the state level and it'll be bipartisan because there's also going to be Republicans mad at it. What I'm saying is when the broader left gets power, we're not willing to do what the right is willing to do to maintain that power. And the things we would do to maintain the power would just be to create a more democratic society because there's more people who don't hate black people than do. There's more people who don't hate gay people than do. There's more people who believe in going to say actual the media wench would remote in afterwards and be like by the way actually, actually. uh <laughs> legitimate uh freedom of religion where you're free to be religious you're free to not be religious and you're mostly free to mind your own business though the democratic party as it sits today will not do that for fear that the republicans who just who currently have a white fucking supremacist as the president and have a few people running for Congress who are legit running a white nationalist campaign say that, oh, you've gone too far. They're like afraid of the backlash of the shit kicker. And it's because of shit kicker inflation. You know, that group one million moms, 35,000 followers on Facebook, ain't no million. And so everything on the right is bigger than it's supposed to be because the right is willing to do that. And the left is not willing to engage in the war of ideas on the same territory that the right is. And I'm glad in a way because it's irrational to do that because you're going to overstep and there might be a backlash. But the flip side of that is if if you're so afraid of overstepping that you don't even walk up to the line, then you've just ceded all the territory between the line and how close you're willing to get to the line. If you're willing to go three quarters of the way to the line, that's great. The other side will now grab that territory because you've ceded it to them. It's a, it's 
a lot of people I'm having a, a hard time with like the left is best types on on Twitter and stuff because the it, I don't think I understand it that well, but power works in a certain way. And when you have power, you better fucking use it because the people who, who don't have power now will use it when they get it. And you better, you better look at it that way and you can use the power to do good things. And some people are going to be pissed off, but you just can't be afraid of real America or the heartland. None of that shit is real. And until the, the left, and I don't mean just Antifa, but including Antifa, until you know everything from everything from who's that guy john Kasich, all the way out to the black block until those people understand that once you have power you better use it to help make sure that you stay in power just like the the right does then the left is always fucked that was pretty profound dave i, yeah. I really don't have a whole lot of argument and then well, i just reinforce it by saying like, i mean just look at where we're at look at right now current situation two years two Supreme Court justices appointed for life a conservative majority the left would have the never 40 done, years the left would have never done any of this with the power I'm not saying they wouldn't have uh, hurt them they wouldn't they wouldn't have um they wouldn't have um hurt like immigrants what I'm saying is the left wouldn't have passed sweeping immigration reform such that everything was humane and it was no longer legal to put children in cages the left would never do that as it sits today because i don't know if it's the democratic party or just our desire as generally more liberal and open-minded people not to want to fucking step on everybody i don't know which it is it's probably both it is it took that's why it took two years to get just the aca frankly passed right they have to take it's, it's like one thing at a time and if you know you, you get with our approach, you're going to get what you can take, but unfortunately, we're not going to. We're never going to have that. Side note: I do feel like we had the power at one point, just because. No, I'm not saying they oh, yeah. didn't. We didn't but, use yeah, it, but no, it's not. But except Obama did get his first two years, did get to put in his own two Supreme Courts. Merrick Garland would have been the third, and that's why they stopped it. And I didn't know that until I went and looked it up. But the left wouldn't be okay. So say it was fifty-one forty-nine Democrat. Yeah, they wouldn't be willing to do that to Trump if the. Even on a guy like Kavanaugh, two of them would have gone. And I don't know that that's wrong, but you can't. It's like universal disarmament in a battle. Yeah. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You're like trying to be reasonable with crazy people. I 100% agree with that. Yes. I, 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 I struggle a lot with you know, the, the moral versus the practical, right? We know, we you and... Us, we know that we really writing on the wall. We know what's going on. We know you know you're right, producer Dave. We need the left needs to take the power, wield the power, sustain the power. Absolutely, we need but, to make. But sorry, go on. Just real quick, but at the same time, fundamental to I think the left's to me to being a leftist, to being a progressive, to being a liberal, is that quest for whatever you want to call it, bipartisanship. Not shitting all over your enemies. Not shitting all over your enemies, exactly. And unfortunately, that leads to more of this you know, give and take and a little more giving, unfortunately. I th- but I think Producer Dave has a great point. You have to approach it from a negotiating standpoint and go in with a really strong point like Medicare for everybody, right? Healthcare for all. That's your sta- If that's your starting point, you're going to get to something good. And you can get there eventually, but you have to start. You have to go for broke originally. You can't. You have to come in with what you want, not what you think you can get. Like start with what you want, and maybe you'll end up with what you think you can get. But at least, but you're not going to get that 
if you start with that, you're going to get less than that, right? Which is what happened with the ACA battle, unfortunately. Sorry. Well, what we Thank need you. to do to keep the left... I don't want to say keep the left in power, but what we need to do to be able to at least have power without, you know, stepping over the line and becoming right ourselves is we need to make the government more representative because right now the government is not representative of the people at all. If a massive wave takes place in 2018 and 2020, the broader left not us in this room, everybody in this room the, we, it's funny cause I make fun of like skeptical people. I make fun of skeptics and critical thinkers, but we try to think about things critically and come to good decisions. The problem there is there's no point at which we're willing to abandon what we think is reasonable to gain power as a giant group. Uh, I know that there's people who are like anarcho syndicalists who are like, Oh no, fuck no. I'll cut off somebody's head to get power. Like I understand that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the whole thing. We're just not willing to do it. And our opponent is. And so it's like, it's like if I'm going to go have a fist fight with you and you're willing to kick me in the balls and I'm not willing to kick you in the balls, the odds that you're going to win are pretty high because as soon as you start losing, you just kick me in the balls and you know, I'm not going to kick you in the balls. And like, it's a bad analogy because fighting is stupid, but it's, it's, if somebody has the trump card of i'm crazy and i'll do whatever the fuck i need to do to get what i want then you've lost if we get rid of gerrymandering that will improve the situation a ton and the i Democrats feel like will not do it i think we are i think we're the at the beginning well it's, that's it's the supposed, beginning it's, it's done at the state states level doing it is the that's beginning the problem you know the problem it's, it's done at the state level and unfortunately it doesn't have to be right well it, it is it is pretty much now and so at prior to the last census the republicans are again the right is very smart and very tactical they uh made sure ensured that they got republican majorities elected in the majority of state houses across the country and state houses are the ones that determine the lines in a lot of in a lot of states california is an exception actually california has an independent dist uh districting uh, line setting committee the california fucking districts have a lot of long straight lines in them too yeah and, and they're actually and they've they're actually a lot more reason there's still some they're, but they're, they're closer to but a they're, rectangle than any correct. Uh, when I look at a district in Texas that shit is like some that shit has so many twists and turns it, that like a like a Formula One driver would definitely crash it looks like a Rorschach test <laughs> yes right. it looks like a, like they look like just splotches on a wall but California actually has a pretty reasonable setup and it's because we have an independent redistricting commission of uh, bipartisan made up of uh, Democrats Republicans and independents primarily based around their population or their voter registration, right? Um, and they are going to every 10 years now determine what the, what the districts look like based on the census numbers and having and trying to create, but they're actually creating more reasonable districts, which is a this really is good thing. On the show. So hopefully we'll have more... All the time. Hopefully we'll have more states that are doing... More states are adopting that kind of methodology, um, but, but predominantly still the, the state legislatures control it. So Democrats are actually fighting back now and trying to elect... Democratic majorities in state legislatures but in advance of the 2020 census. The problem is we're trying to, okay. So again, like trying, not I doing. hate, I hate to come back to this. We're trying to get to fair, right? And yes. <laughs> yes. So the problem is that the other side is not trying to get to what, even what their version of fair is. But even if we get to fair, They're more just gonna people take are Democrats. Oh yeah. But then as soon as like something weird happens and the Republicans take control of all the state houses again, then we go back instead of being a, a left advantage map, 
I'm not for gerrymandering. I'm just using this as an example of what's going on. Yeah. The, the, I would like to put the right on the defense to where they would like to come. They're starting to think about what if these districts are fair because they live in Nebraska where if it was fair, the Republicans would probably get more votes. But now the Democrats have it because we've drawn this fucking weird shit that looks like Mickey Mouse in the middle of the state and called that a district. <laughs> like... I'm, or, but or I don't you, think that that's a good idea. I'm just using that as an example of like the thing that I'm talking about, like what you do with power when you get it. And it's unfortunate. But now that we have Nazis, the broader left needs to start thinking about what we do with power when we get it to like stop this. There, the fastest way for this to end um, or not end in this case is gerrymandering is on the Supreme Court docket next year. As to oh, whether no. or not doing it, <clears throat> it's going to be like is constitutional. Per- well, permanent gerrymandering all the time will be the opinion. I'm legitimately hoping yep. that they are as a tenth of as nonpartisan as that position is supposed to be, because it is so obvious. Gerrymandering. It's the is only bad. way that Republicans can stay in power, though. So right. there's no way that a conservative Supreme Court. But they're supposed to be nonpartisan. I've been reading the <laughs> Federalist Papers, so I'm really idealistic right now. <laughs> they are, but. The, but, at the same time, they did just gut the Voting Rights Act I would, not too long ago. And I would, without, 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 right. without uh, what's his name? I would suggest that Mr. The, Beer, the um, the Chief Justice, <laughs> who's who's a fucking far right guy, would vote against, would vote for getting rid of gerrymandering because he um, he's now the grown up in the room among the Republicans, and when he was put on the court, he was the most uh, conservative, but. I think he would be the one that would flip from right to left, but I'm not sure. I don't, the Supreme court is unfortunately political and there's no way to do it without there being a political process to put them there. You can't put the bar in charge because the bar is a political organization and the bar is unaccountable. Although that, although they should just start disbarring fucking motherfuckers on the Supreme Court. <laughs> I'll know more about this in three weeks when I get to the part of the Federalist Papers that deal with the judiciary because right. I'm not quite there yet. I'm about to start taxation. All right. Well, whatever. Here's a little bit, little, little bit of political theory and theory of power here on the on Echoplex. This is a palate cleanser. I need another beer. Palate cleanser. Can you grab? Can you grab me one too? We got a palate. We got a palate cleanser. Uh, this is Shepard Smith on Fox News talking about the migrant caravan. The migrants, according to Fox News reporting, are more than two months away, if any of them actually come here. But tomorrow is one week before the midterm election, which is what all of this is about. There is no invasion. No one's coming to get you. There's nothing at all to worry about. When they did this to us, got us all riled up in April, remember? The result was 14 arrests, which is what all of this is about. There is no invasion. No one's coming to get you. There's nothing at all to worry about. One more time. There is no invasion. (laughs) No one's coming to get you. There's There's nothing at all to worry about. Yes. When they did this to us, got us all riled up in April, remember? The result was 14 arrests. We're America. We can handle it. But, like I said, a week to the election, and Jennifer Griffin's on it from the Pentagon. Wow. I mean, is he fired yet? No. No? Did you know that Shep Smith's also gay? What? I'm not that surprising. Yeah. I mean. He came he, out on he's, air. He's like, I'm a gay American during the, uh, the marriage equality debate. He hasn't said much about it before because it's not his fucking job. He's a newscaster, not yeah. a gay newscaster. Yeah. I mean, he's, got, uh, he's very effective, but whatever. Like, uh, the, here's, the, here's the deal. 
that guy can come on this panel anytime he wants. If he is more conservative than us, then he's like going to tell us why and explain it to us in a way that isn't like, I don't like Spicks. Like he just told the people that are watching that channel that there's nothing to be afraid of, which is the most crazy thing you'll ever hear on Fox News. <laughs> right? That's what blew my mind when I heard this clip the other day. I'm just thinking, man, is he, how long before he gets fired? Like, they, they can't release... Really he's been doing this a long time on I, there. I know. He's been... He's like the dissenter, but it, not the resistor, and just the, or the common sense person, but like, I, maybe they keep him on just because of that, uh, to make just point to him and say, oh, look, Shepard We have liberal Smith. commentators. Yeah, we have, we have, well, we have someone who calls us, you know, who says <laughs> We have our own faggot than, is what they mean to say. Yeah. You know, Hashtag fair and balanced. my African-American <laughs> friend. My, where's my African-American friend? There he is. There's my African-American friend. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I can't believe that they even tolerate this perspective at all. I think that, uh, I don't know. They just can't fire him because here's the deal. They can't fire him because if if they fired him and he went over to CNN and had a show against fucking Sean Hannity, he mm. would obliterate Sean Hannity. It's true. If they fired him, there would be a massive lawsuit and Fox News would hopefully go down well, in no. flames. Uh, he'd, be, he'd have a show on MSNBC the next day. I would guess CNN just because it would yeah. be more middle more of the road. C- yeah. But they'd put him right up against Sean Hannity and he would destroy Sean Hannity because he's a good broadcaster. Um, not in the way that I would like to be a good broadcaster. I'd like to be like almost like a sports announcer for politics, right? But he's even... He's... He seems like he knows what he's talking about. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't bring a lot of his own opinion in there yeah. and he's not arguing with people, yelling at people. And I just think putting him on doing straight news on CNN versus Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity would be destroyed. Because I would watch that shit. Oh, I don't have cable. Well, I would pirate that shit, whatever. Okay, so do you guys remember we had a big party here when Scaramouche got fired? Woo! <laughs> we had a cake. I think. You know, we never fired Scaramouche. In fact, I think we like Scaramouche. We st- I, he, how can you not like this guy? I mean, the the gall and the balls and the the, the chutzpah. It's just he's just fabulous. That's chutzpah, sir. I, he, I've never <laughs> chutzpah. I've never seen someone spin eleven days in one job into such a lifetime of of relevance it's it's unbelievable so i'm not sure who this is they ran into scaramouche a former advisor to president trump not sure what his exact job was don't care communications director for 10 days or 11 days well they ran into him at some basically santana row in washington dc from what i can tell uh might even be the airport where the little shopping parts are uh they asked him a few questions and uh I don't know. He's kind of a slime ball, but Scaramucci is also welcome on this show anytime he'd like to come on. He would certainly make the, fu- the fun of Madison Star Moon. And the uh, terrorist who did committed this uh, crime. Oh, sorry. He was you voted as. I made a huge mistake. Steve King, Iowa, white nationalist, had a voter for him. Uh, we'll play Scaramucci after this. Oh, okay. Steve King in Iowa had a vote. script. Yeah, yeah, I had the wrong clip put up. I was having too much fun talking about politics and power. Steve King's in deep trouble. This is why we need an intern to like actually produce this show. <laughs> this is Steve King. He's having a voter forum in Iowa, and uh, he's going to get a tough question from the audience, and he's triggered. And the uh, terrorist who did, committed this uh, crime, he was quoted as saying, they bring invaders in that kill our people. I can't sit back and watch our people get slaughtered. You, Steve King, have been quoted as saying, we can't restore our civilization with other people's babies. 
you and the shooter both share an ideology that is fundamentally no, anti-immigration. Do not associate me with that shooter. I knew you were an ambusher when you walked in the room, but there's no basis for that, and you get no questions, you get no answers. I was about to ask you what distinguishes your ideology. I was about to ask you what distinguishes your ideology. Cross the line. It's not tolerable to accuse me to be associated with a guy that shot 11 people in Pittsburgh. I am a person who has stood with Israel from the beginning, that to the length of that nation is the length of my life. I was about to say, I've been with them all along, and I will not answer your question. I'll not listen to another word from you. If you don't have a white supremacist worldview, then why did you travel to Austria with the white supremacist organization? I believe it. I think he's given up. I think he's given his answer. I think that that his answer is his answer. But do you identify as a white supremacist? Sir, stop it. Then why did you meet with the white supremacist organization in Austria? I would ask whoever is guarding this door to leave this man out of the room. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> I like. I like the questioner. He kept his cool, and he. Uh, you couldn't hear him say he's like, "Why did you travel to Austria to meet with white supremacists?" And uh, they weren't having any of that. Uh, vote Steve King the fuck out of office. Fuck Steve King. Yeah. Steve I mean, King is a straight up white supremacist. And and the worst. I mean. This is like the worst approach you could take. Stop it. Stop it. Shut up. Don't be quiet. Just sorry. I do not want to answer that question. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I will not answer that question today. Sorry. I will not answer that. Just if you want to be an ass, there's a much more uh, ass saving way of being an ass. I think personally. That way you don't end up on our docket. Yeah. Right. But this, this, you do the pull this. This is just like the situation on a small scale in Iowa. Like, who are you, bro? Just because he's, and funny thing, I've, I've seen some stories on this race because it is tight and he is up against a really strong Democratic, Democratic challenger. And he is a white supremacist. And he is a white supremacist. Um, yeah, I know. He, he, he could use a little help in the, in the, the personality department. I just don't get how these guys can be like, I love Israel and I hate Jews. I'm like, how? I mean, I get it, but seriously, like, that's such an obvious contradiction. Okay. I, oh, man, I get this it. Is, this used to be like red light stuff, right? So I, I know. And we're getting a little tight on time here, but whatever. Maybe we'll go a little five minutes long on the regular show. Maybe we'll give, maybe we'll do a freebie again this week. Who knows? Um, they don't mean jewish people as people who love the torah it is a cultural identity they mean the people who control all the governments and all the banks Mm -hmm. and all the media when they say jews they mean people who aren't even fucking jewish like when i was saying the other week a couple weeks ago that christianity is an identity not a belief system for the people who claim to be a christian and that's why they vote for republicans or whatever in this case it goes the other way they Conspiracy theorists, conspiracy-minded, um, or researchers, they might call themselves, have uh, Jews just means bankers. Jews, most Jewish people don't work at a bank. Jews just mean the media. Most Jewish people don't work in the media. Jews just means the New World Order. I mean, we're the New World Order. I don't think any of us are Jewish here. We uh, do have a couple people of Jewish heritage involved in this organization, but... It doesn't mean those people believe in the Torah and are observant, you know, go to go to synagogue. They may attack a synagogue, but that's because this is all conspiracy fucking nonsense that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And they just don't like the Jews, but they don't mean the people in Israel. They don't give a fuck about them. In fact, they look at Netanyahu as an ally of theirs because they also hate the fucking Muslims and Netanyahu is fucking subjugating and and 
creating an apartheid state for the Palestinians. So they see him as their boy, even though he's Jewish, but he's not that kind of Jew. He's, he's our guy. The whole thing is so fucked up. And this is like a conversation that would have happened in red light two years ago. Like talking about people that are listening to this show. If you haven't checked it out, there's a, an essay, uh, maybe it's a short story. It, whatever it is, it's called the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. And it explains a lot of the shit that's going on in the conspiracy movement. That's uh, reaching into our uh, regular politics. Um, it's a, uh, someone it's written by someone who you wouldn't like, but they're dead. So read their shit called the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. And it explains conspiracy theories perfectly from the point of view of the conspiracy theorist who might've invented all of this stuff. So anyway, we were talking about Scaramucci a minute ago. I introduced this story already and we're tight on time. So here's Scaramucci at Santana Row or the airport or whatever the fuck he's doing in D.C. You know, uh, I talked to the president yesterday. He's got a 54-ish percent approval rating. Ish. Uh, the midterm no. elections are going to be Wait, wait hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 what, what, what? Oh, let's try this here. Let's start this, this, why, I love this. this is why I love this guy. This is why we like Scaramucci and he can come on the, this thing because we just will be like, yeah, whatever you said isn't true. Thanks for coming on. You know how many downloads we're going to get? Thanks, Scaramucci. You know, uh, I talked to the president yesterday. He's got a 54-ish percent approval rating. Uh, the midterm elections are going to be very close. And so they're trying to pin stuff on him. It's not really his fault. So, I mean, you know, that's what's going to happen. You know, if he wins the midterm elections, it's going to be a nightmare for, uh, the country because these liberals they can't they can't handle them. they're going to go berserk do, do you think that we should be a little more sensitive you know like with with this is going on do you think maybe we should take a step back and just say hey we all need to do better he doesn't seem like he has that that ability to to look, he does look i think so you're asking me my personal opinion and my personal opinion i would dial things back and de-escalate because he'll do better his approval ratings will go higher if he does that but he doesn't have that personality so he's not going to do that but if you're asking me my opinion i would do that yeah that's why I like Scaramucci. He'll just he'll find a, like a fucking word salady ass way to tell you. Oh, I think the president's wrong and he's doing the wrong thing. Yeah, pretty much. It's beautiful. But he won't say Trump is wrong. No, definitely not. He has to follow the the line fifty four ish percent. You know, so approval rating, which is bullshit. He's never been over fifty percent in his entire presidency. Yeah, so it's like a week. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what what numbers those you're going for. Maybe it's among Republicans. I don't know, but. Among Anywho, white people. Yeah, among uneducated white people. No, he does last year. Uh-oh. So, so yeah. we got one more clip of Scaramucci. Ooh, you think, as a president, so somebody... You live here in the swamp? I do, I do. Yeah, this place sucks, by the way. This place sucks. <laughs> uh, hate this place. Hey, so right, so the, the, uh, is, it, is, is it better than New York? Which, which, is, which is more corrupt? No, this place is way more corrupt. These are the most dishonest people I've ever met in my life. Oh, by the way... Think about what the president said. He said the New York real estate people are like a bunch of babies compared to this place. This is a bunch of ruthless animals that only care about themselves, and that's why the American people hate them. That's why American people hate them. Yeah, they Washington. hate their guts, and they, you know, and they know they know that this is the most dishonest, most ruthless, most backstabbing group of people. Well, that's true, and yet we vote for them. Well, we don't have to vote for them. We can but vote we for do. the alternative. But we always vote for them. There's usually not an alternative. Some, we, well, we live in very protected state you know, districts in a state. So we're not going to see all the, the heat that you're seeing in some districts throughout California and around the country. So we, we live in a very progressive area. So we tend to just have the same reps because who's going to challenge them? You, me, producer Dave. You, Why we Hunter. need to change the way we vote instead of first past the post voting? Mm. 
that's the way to fix our broken ass system is use something like that will actually get someone that most people like instagram voting no like single transferable vote Mm. like rank choice yeah rank choice is is a decent system i would approve of it anything is better than first past the post well it would save money first past the post is the worst way to vote it's the it's the best way to vote if you want to make the most people you can unhappy with the outcome america if you want to that's maximize exactly unhappiness that's what the right is doing right now i i, I don't okay so like i've i talk a lot like people on twitter are like oh why are you insulting uh, jordan peterson and he they're like the left blah 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 and i'm like well funny enough i just insulted jordan peterson and pointed you to a thing he said where you said the left and didn't give me an examples because you just talked about half the country but it's the right right now is not interested in that they're in, or they are they're interested in there's a non-insignificant portion of the political right right now that does things to trigger the libs they just there are people out there who hate smug fucks like me and you they hate smug fucks like sam cedar on the majority report they hate smug fucks like david pakman in his show they hate smug fucks like jenk on the on the young turks and they voted because it would trigger us and there's nothing there's nobody on the left who went and voted for jill stein because it would fucking trigger cletus and and his cousin wife <laughs> like and so the thing you said about making it as bad as possible for as many people as possible is a thing that sort of exists, at least in popular internet culture on the right, where it's but like, even, I've triggered the libs with this NPC meme. And it's like, what are you talking about? I'm a player. Even in the most successful case of first past the post mm-hmm. voting where everyone voted for exactly who they wanted First past the post voting will still guarantee that the most people are unhappy with the outcome. What I'm telling you is that there's a big portion of the political right in this country that they resent you. You live in a nice place in the Bay Area. You have a good job and you don't hate your black neighbor and they resent you for having a good life because for all intents and purposes, a lot of people have been left behind in this country. And a lot of those people live in rural or sort of what we would call the suburbs, but there's no big city next to it where, you know, you're next to your neighbor, but you got a picket fence in a yard and all that. And there's, I'm not saying most of the people that live there are like that because most people are generally pretty nice, but there's certainly a large enough segment of people who resent San Francisco rich people and New York rich people and Silicon Valley rich people that will vote for a Republican because it will piss us off. Well, I resent them for having a yard. So fuck off. Right. But you're not going to vote that based on (laughs) that. Right. Like they, but they don't have a candidate, but now they thought they did, which is Trump, which is like a real estate con artist, which is really bizarre. Anyway, speaking of things that used to be in red light, we got one more story before we get the fuck out of here and go into red light, which is going to be really good tonight. Because producer Dave, producer Dave, producer Dave, there's only two minutes to red light. Well, there's more like seven minutes to red light. We're going to go a little long. Dude, long is great. I think long is fantastic. <laughs> the ladies love long. So, 
No okay, argument so, here. So, and and wide. And, wide. Um, I do want to thank uh, teacher Allison for joining us again. And I, I hope now that you're not so always occupied, you'll be a little more regular here on this panel. because Absolutely. Well, she's occupied writing as opposed to teaching little brats. I mean, well, young children and future leaders of America. Yeah, I do it just enough to avoid not killing them, which is like twice a week. Um, <laughs> as I just, yeah, but the writing thing, and I'm actually participating in NaNoWriMo this month, so I will be writing an entire novel by the end of the month, not one of the two I was already working on. What? <clears throat> that's, I, we need to talk more offline about this. No, that's that's like, well, we can talk about it during Red Light. We have a big open format and only two stories, but one of them is a thousand clips of Madison Starmoon. <laughs> but big speaking of things that used to only be in Red Light, this is like a pretty interesting clip because Liz Crokin, um, don't know if you know who she she is, thought about putting this in red light, put it in the regular docket. She is going to talk about false flags, but in a very interesting way. She's going to tell you that the quality of the false flags have come down essentially as false flags have become mainstream. Their false flags are getting so sloppy the the narratives are falling apart. I mean, I'm on Twitter and I'm reading all these people who are saying, wow, even my liberal friends are saying it's obvious that this is a false flag. And their false flags are just, they're getting so poorly orchestrated and, and executed that part of me wonders if this is a white hat operation. There was an Anon that theorized that this is a white hat operation to get the National Guard and the military in the major cities to not raise too many red flags and not to cause too much chaos and too much concern to prepare people for the mass arrest. I mean, this, this, if this truly is a deep state false flag, it is so poorly done. You know, I know Q says these people are stupid, but it's so hard for me to believe that they're that stupid. These bombs didn't even go through the postal system and they didn't have the postage stamps on them. And they were apprehending <laughs> bombs that hadn't even been shipped yet. But how did, how did they even know that these bombs had been sent? I mean, the whole narrative is falling apart before it even started. And part of me is just can't believe that these people are that stupid. I just can't believe that you are that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! This is why we have you on here. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the simplest response is the best. Seriously, like Good I Lord. agree. If what she said was what happened, that would be really stupid. But it's fucking not. I know. <laughs> oh my what god! What she's saying is bullshit. But going to the point she's saying, but from a different perspective. <laughs> trying to make sense of this bullshit <laughs> right um i was talking to a friend of mine when the bombs had all been sent out and they were finding them and i'm going i really hope this is not someone from the left pretending to be someone from the right so that someone will have some sympathy sympathy for us because then we'll never have a chance and then when it was an actual tr like hardcore trump supporter i was like okay good not here's my the fault here's the difference between you and liz croken both of you, both you and Liz Crokin made that scenario up. The only difference is, is that Liz Crokin decided it was true for no reason. Right. Yeah, evidence is important. This is, again, we need to make America smart again. Uh, Critical thinking, teacher I, I, Allison. I feel like this is a fool's errand. Um, this is a fool's errand. We're not going to make everybody smart, but man, man, when the broader left gets any power, man, we better use it. We got to own the conservatives.
<laughs> what if it was like vote for Hillary to fucking trigger the cons? Like that would have been if we would have owned the cons. If we would have had our own Pepe, own the magas. <laughs> to be fair, okay, that boy. I made a meme of him like fucking chopping off Pepe's head and riding his unicycle away, being like, "What up?" Anyway, hey everybody, uh, we're about to go into our red light. Uh, this show like could use your support. You can go to patreon.com slash echoplex and support this show. Do or, it. Or you can go to our website, echoplexmedia.com, click the support tab. There's other ways to support us. We have the Cash App, we have PayPal. Um you can join our chat room at discord.me slash echoplex. And I think we out of here. Is there a song that one of you guys like needs to hear, can't live without, that kind of thing? Oh, and if you're listening live, just hang out. Um and if you're not listening live and you're listening to this on the podcast version. Why don't you just put a napkin over everyone's drink and Let's just cruise out. <laughs> okay, so we got a live recording from Sub Zero. That's a. It's going to be June second, two thousand seventeen, and uh, you'll hear um, you'll hear me a little bit, and you'll hear Randall Randall Aubrey yelling in the background. And this is a. Uh, Bill Cosby has a record on our wall, and it said, "To Russell, my brother, whom I slept with, which I would like to in- interview Russell Cosby." Put a napkin over your drink. It's time for the Huxble. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you on at red light. And uh, we got that's time it. for one more. Huxtable, did I hear that? Huxtable! <laughs> and, we, and we got a call for our most controversial song. Uh-oh. I'm not comfortable. Cover your drinks. Put a napkin over your drinks because it's time for Huxtable. The mind plays oh, tricks. Man. There's always a local love head in the house that wants to hear. <laughs>